Welcome to the Soul Purpose Driven Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Ann Marie, and I believe that heart-centered leaders are meant to build businesses that change the world. After helping hundreds of entrepreneurs do just that, this podcast was a clear next step to fulfilling my mission. Our goal here is to uplift the soulpreneur community, teach magnetic marketing tips, help others pursue their purpose, amplify their magic, and sell their offers in a soul-aligned way. I am so glad to have you here. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another incredible interview. Today, I am so honored to be sharing the space with the incredible Chloe Saffron, who is a feminine embodiment coach, as well as a six-figure business and abundance mentor. I you, you already know, I love to do these little introductions and kind of hype people up and tell you a little bit more than just what their title is. Chloe is an incredible human being. She is so heart-centered. She is a fiery queen rising. She is also somebody that I've had the pleasure of knowing for like two or three or three years now. I think we've known each other for three years. And then two years ago, I had the pleasure of having her in Soulline Business Academy and got to see her do some incredible stuff in there. And then we get to talk about things that you've done beyond that, which have been even more extraordinary. And she's going to be sharing some really profound wisdom today. I also, before we get started, just want to say that her and I have been on Zoom for an hour <laughs> because we recorded a podcast for her, uh, an episode for her podcast as well. And so be sure to, we'll drop the links in the description, but be sure to head over there to see that interview as well. So without further ado, hello, Chloe. Hello, welcome. <laughs> I'm so freaking excited to be doing this podcast episode with you. This is so fun. <laughs> we already had such a fun podcast episode on uh, for my podcast, and now I'm so excited to just dive even deeper on your. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm sure y'all can feel feel our vibe already. We've been. We've been having deep talks, giggling, talking about serious things, talking about energy, talking about devotion, talking about, you know, different embodiments that we've stepped into and what we've seen for our clients. Like we've kind of just pulled back the curtain and talked about so many different things. And this episode's going to go a little deeper. So yeah. We were talking about on on your podcast about devotion, and I think you know before we get started, I would love to hear what are you devoted to? Mm, so good! I'm loving these questions already. I am devoted to being alive, to feeling alive, to pleasure. And while that isn't always pleasurable, I've also started to really devote to pleasure even when it doesn't feel good. So what I mean by that is I have a saying. <laughs> I have a saying that sort of just came out of nowhere and I really did channel this. And it was the saying of 
I just allow the universe to fuck me wide open. And it's the saying that I come back to. It's sort of almost just like shakes you, brings your attention, right? Um, and it brings me back to the knowing that even in the discomfort, even whenever, you know, the shadows are coming up or I'm doing this deep healing work, the behind the scenes stuff that, you know, social media doesn't always see or, you know, the things that maybe I only share with my clients, I can still have pleasure in even that. I can still take pleasure in the growth, in the uncomfortable feelings, because that is still being alive. And I think that really came from, you know, whenever I was going through depression years and years ago, the main reason why was because I literally had suppressed all of my emotions. So I felt numb. I felt dead inside, literally. So I think whenever I began to heal myself holistically through all the different ways and, and actually mainly beginning to feel my emotions, I really devoted myself to feeling alive, to just literally feeling alive, being alive, to adventure, to fun, to play, to pleasure, to literally just being the best me and creating the best life. That's what I'm devoted to. <laughs> mm. I love that. You know, it's so it's so expansive. It's such a wide spectrum that that gets to touch, which is really yeah. 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 Um, what is exciting you right now within your life and your business? I feel like it would be a great thing to share with the audience, and also. Um, I'm sure everyone's wondering where you are as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forget sometimes then that my accent is sort of like uh, not extremely common in the online space. I don't think I've met a ton of Northern Irish people in the online space. So I am currently in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Um, well, I'm actually in the countryside just outside of the city overlooking the rolling hills. Um, but I was born in Belfast, um, really close to the city. Actually, I've been a city woman all my life. Um, but I really just felt that cold of the countryside recently and like just more simplicity and more peace and quiet. And I love the buzz of the city, but I also love the peace of it as well. Um, so yes, I mean, I'm from Northern Ireland, hence the accent. <laughs> <laughs> And and now let's roll into what is exciting you because I know what I'm thinking you're gonna say, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why I was like we should we should address where you are. <laughs> yes. So there's so much exciting me right now. This year has been pretty crazy in terms of, I guess, shifts for lifestyle as well as business. So. Um, we moved into this beautiful house in nature in the countryside and basically I'm not even sure how long ago it was it was actually whenever we first moved in I think we started fostering dogs so it was just something that we wanted to do we wanted to give back in some way we wanted to uh be closer to animals as well. I love animals. I feel like I'm telepathic with animals. 
as well as trees. Um, so <laughs> there's that. And um, we fostered a dog and then we just fostered the dog that we just adopted. So her name is Morag and I am, oh, she's like an angel. She's super chill, but she's also fiery and crazy like me. Um, she's been amazing, 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 amazing to have. She tries to come and lick my face whenever I'm releasing or like I'm working through things or she'll come give me cuddles and she's super sweet. Um, so that's been really exciting me. I've literally dreamed of having a dog since I was younger and my dad would never allow me to have one, um, because he's actually terrified of them. <laughs> Sorry, dad, <laughs> just claiming that on the internet. Um, but he is terrified of them, but he, whenever I bring her around, he will still, he'll stroke her. And I mean, she's like the cutest fluff ball. So that's really exciting me. And then we actually went on a road trip in Scotland across the water and it was about six days with my family and we traveled up to Fort William. We climbed the highest mountain in the UK, Ben Nevis. And that was, that was devotion. <laughs> that was devotion <laughs> to make it up to the top and back again. That was a test. That was a challenge. Um, it took us about seven and a half hours, but it was a journey in itself. And again, just speaking on that, that, that really did actually teach me as well, even though it was uncomfortable and it was like tiring and it was exhausting and my feet hurt. It was like, there was so much pleasure, even in the journey, even in the journey to it. Um, whenever we were in Scotland, I saw so many motorhomes and camper vans driving about the place. And I just got this inspired idea that I wanted to buy a motorhome. <laughs> so we came home on the Friday and literally on the Saturday, I said to Ed, my partner, I find this motorhome, let's go see it. And on the Saturday we went and saw it and he was like, you want this, don't you want to buy this? <laughs> I was like, yes, I want to buy this. Of course, me being very spontaneous buying the first motorhome that I find. Um, so we bought the motorhome and we're going to be living full time from around April next year so I'm super excited for that so we're actually remodeling it at the minute and it's got a lot of work to do but again devotion the pleasure in devoting to creation and to creating something that feels like you and that has literally been birthed through you I think that's really also what this year has been about too so a lot of exciting things are going on right now <laughs> yeah um, so that brings me to this next question of like, how do you discern in those moments? You know, you mentioned like climbing this huge mountain and it being seven hours. Like, how do you discern what kind of processes do you take yourself through or do you take clients through when they have something that they've, they've set their sights on, that they feel they're devoted to? that they've discerned is the right thing that's going to bring them pleasure. Like what does that whole process look like? And what happens in kind of that thick, sticky part of it when, like you mentioned earlier, it doesn't always feel pleasurable. Mm, so good. So first of all, I always allow myself to dream big. And I always hold big space for my clients, dreams and desires and vision. 
So I, it's like really holding this massive space of like, literally anything is possible. Anything you want to create, anything you want to do, anything you want to be, I truly believe it is possible. However, whenever you decide that you desire something, all of your resistance is going to come up. All of the shadows, everything that is in your programming that says you can't have that or you can't be that, it comes up. <laughs> and that's maybe a lot of the stuff that maybe people aren't prepared for that can be really testing. And a lot of, you know, there's moments where you'll be like, oh, I just want to give up. <laughs> I just want to give up. This is too much. This is too hard, right? Um, I really think that we all have moments like that because it's really honoring the human self. It's like honoring the human part of us that, you know, it's going to have doubt and they're going to have fears and they're going to have these shadows being revealed to them. But really, whenever it comes to what I call emotional intelligence, it's like really learning how to hold yourself through all of it with unconditional love. Yes. Right. So I really see entrepreneurship as a game of emotional intelligence because yes, having the, the belief and the mindset and the energy and the strategy is all extremely important, right? But also as well, having that like resilience and having the capacity to hold yourself through like the deep work and the the depths of what you're feeling and the hard things that come up and moving through the stickiness, as you call it, right? The cocoon sort of process is where like a caterpillar in the cocoon and we're like all sticky in there. And then as we emerge into a butterfly, that's when, you know, the quantum leaps really happen is whenever we actually hold ourselves through that stickiness. And that's really a huge like part of the work that I do with myself that I've really, truly been deepening into as a leader this year and also holding bigger space for my clients because I truly believe that whenever we embody something within ourselves even deeper, we can hold deeper space for others too to move through, you know, things that feel really scary to them as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That analogy of the butterfly is such a powerful one and yeah. um there's this beautiful piece about it where it's like the butterfly you see a butterfly coming out of the chrysalis you can't touch it you have to let it go through that process on its own and it it relates to what you were just saying about this emotional intelligence um and that like wisdom because it needs to it needs to pump its wings in order to um, move fluids through the wings to create strength so that it can fly. So if you see a butterfly coming out of the chrysalis and you're like, oh, let me just help it get the gook off, you're actually enabling it to stay grounded. You're, you're keeping it from really flying. Mm. And yeah, I would love to hear more about this and like your your lived experience of like your journey as an entrepreneur. I mean, you and I both know this, but I've had the honor of witnessing you and seeing you do so many incredible things, create so many incredible things. Like there's been ups and there's been downs just as with any entrepreneurial journey, right? We've all got ups and downs and it's all that test of 
what's the resistance within you that maybe maybe you think you moved through or maybe you haven't quite fully moved through. Um, and I would just love to hear a little bit more about like how you've become the leader that you are today and like what were some of the big um, like moments for you? How did you know that you were just going to stay and continue and keep going? Yes. Okay. So this was in my post that I said today, but I truly believe that I didn't choose my life's work, that it chose me. And it's funny because people always ask me, how did you get into what you do today? And I'm like, it chose me. (laughs) Like it found me right? Like it just called to me. And so whenever you have your life's work, it's like, there is, it's only that you're only available for that. You're only available for how that is. Maybe it evolves over time. Maybe it looks different over time, but you're so devoted to your life's work. Like, you know, in your soul that that's what you're here to do. Right. So I really do have this like deep knowing that I suppose came with this spiritual aspect and whenever I had that awakening within myself of I'm here to do more I'm here to be more I'm here to make the world a better place I'm here to uplift the vibration of the planet I'm here to add value to the world in some way and so I suppose that was that's really the foundation of everything that really allows me to have that strong foundation and then throughout my entrepreneurial journey, I really see it as this whole other layer of a journey. (laughs) It's like you take the spiritual journey, you take the self-development journey, you take the entrepreneurial journey. It's like you're going through all of these massive journeys. And I really see entrepreneurship as a portal into yourself. Um, It teaches you so much about yourself. And I mean, literally, it is a journey. It's cyclical where you know, and I I work a lot with, you know, my body, with the menstrual cycle, with the moon, with the planets, all of the things, but I really see everything as cyclical and, and my energy is cyclical. And so it's really recognizing that, you know, throughout all of the journey, there are going to be highs and there are going to be lows. And I've had plenty of both, (laughs) right. But I sort of have gotten to the point now where I'm like, I'm not going to bypass the lows because that means I'm also going to bypass the highs like the high you can't actually feel the highness that you want to experience if you don't allow yourself to experience the lows so I really truly see that like it's all part of the journey it's not good or bad it's not right or wrong the lows and the failures and the mistakes right like I love all of the mistakes that I've made right? Like I was pissed off at the time. I was frustrated at the time. Don't get me wrong, but I'm so grateful for it now because it's all evolved. It's like this, it's almost like all of the things that I have gone through and all of the things that I've done and learned, it's like the energy all compounds and it manifests into the life that I've created today. So I'm trying to think even of like the the challenges maybe that I've had of like, you know, there have been times where I've wanted to give up. Like it has crossed my mind, of course. You know, I've gone through really like releasing really deep trauma and being devoted to that, right? Like 
sure I could bypass it, but do I really want to do that? Like, does that make me a good leader if I'm going to bypass the things that I'm actually asking my clients to also release, right? So I really began to embody even deeper what I'm asking my clients to do, what I want my clients to do, how I want them to show up, how I want them to show up as a client in the container. Like, that's really what I've truly started to, well, not started to, but um, deepened into, I suppose, like throughout the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. I had another question and you pretty much answered it, but my, my follow-up question was going to be like what you see as a, a great quality in a leader. And I mean, number one, I resonate with everything you said. And I, I think so many people out there resonate with this as well of there are highs and lows and even when you, you're at that low, it's like you can bypass it or you could quit. But what are you missing out on? You know, like it comes back to that, not just the devotion, but that pleasure that you were talking about before. It's like those highs are filled with so much pleasure pleasure and joy and growth. And who you get to be because of that is so inspiring to yourself yeah. and to others. Yeah, exactly. So I really see the quality of a great leader as embodiment, first of all. And then I would also say the second thing is claiming your power. So not placing it externally into something or someone to save you or to fix you, right? Like not, not, um, waiting for a mentor or coach to save you, not waiting for the money to be the thing that makes you happy, not waiting for things to all be perfect before you make the bold moves, like not sitting on the sort of like savior complex, which I definitely have moved through a lot. Like that was, I was in that space a lot. Like I definitely gave my power away. And so a big part of my entrepreneurial journey has definitely been reclaiming my power and recognizing that I have to be the one that shows up for me and everything else responds to that. Everything else is attracted to that. That's the attraction point is our power. It's, it's truly magnetic. I kind of have two questions that are coming up now. And one is, how did you find yourself like really reclaiming your power? Like what were some of maybe like, I want to say mantras, but it's of course so much deeper than that. Like what were some of the things that you did in order to continue to claim that power and not you know, of course, some, some days we slip, but <laughs> overall, overall, you've really stepped into your power. Like what were some of the things that really helped you continue to move forward in that direction? Mm, okay. So I think the big thing was actually taking full ownership and responsibility for my own inner stuff, like my own programming, the beliefs, the trauma, all of the stuff within me that was still within there, um, even like attachments to things, right? Stories about myself, really actually devoting to 
shifting that and clearing that every day. Like I'm truly devoted to my energy every day. And yes, I have human days. (laughs) I have total human days where, you know, I just go off and maybe I have fun or I'm just, you know, sitting watching movies with my partner and Morai, our dog, with the fire lit, you know, but a lot of the days, the majority of my days are actually devoted to the energy work, to really finding out, okay, what's, what resistance do I have to myself today? How do I feel about myself today? What limiting beliefs do I have about myself today? What limiting beliefs do I have about my business today, about my programs, about my offers, about what I'm putting out there, about selling, about expressing myself, right? Like all of these different things and literally bringing the shadows out into the light and then shifting it into what it is that I'm claiming into my soul's truth and really, really, really anchoring into that. It's like literally like calling out the shadows and coming back to your soul's truth all of the time. (laughs) And it's this like constant sort of releasing and letting go and, um, I suppose also surrendering the attachment to what the outcome is of that. So this brings me to one, one last question for our chat today, which is really coming back to that feminine embodiment that you coach others through. And I see a lot of your work being around creating a, a wider capacity for pleasure. So when you're, transmuting these things where does pleasure step in and how does pleasure show up for you and how do you open up your capacity to experience that pleasure yes okay there's so much I want to say here (laughs) (laughs) I love pleasure so I really see pleasure as the thing that grinds me into my body and it actually does help to Uh, really nourish my nervous system as well. So it's been a really huge thing with that. I would say actually feminine embodiment for me, it has to do with pleasure, right? It has to do with pleasure, but it's also how open I am to receiving, how open I am to being vulnerable, how open I am to being authentic, how in tune with my intuition I am, how much am I allowing myself to truly create what's in my heart right? So it's very much allowing these feminine energy qualities to come through, whether you're a man or a woman, right? You can literally practice feminine embodiment. Um, But then in terms of pleasure, it sort of comes in and sort of uh, landing it into the body. So I love to infuse pleasure into every day. So I don't want to sit at my laptop for, you know, seven hours a day straight and just sitting there and like my back's aching, like, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Right. Like I want to, I want to go outside. I was saying this to you earlier, like I don't sit at my office. I actually just will usually go sit outside, like on the ground and maybe create content out there. Or, you know, I'll even create content when I'm out at the beach or wherever it is. You know, it's really infusing pleasure into even maybe like the mundane things, like even like doing my taxes, like I make it pleasurable. I make myself like 
you know, a cup of cacao and I'll like light a candle and I'll be like, oh, this is, feels so good. I get to do my taxes. This feels so good. Right. And like, um, bringing pleasure into like the work day of like taking dance breaks. And honestly, I follow my intuition quite a lot with my work. Like I have no set schedule <laughs> at all, apart from my client days are on a Thursday. And like, that's pretty much it. Like everything else is very intuitive and very fluey probably a lot of other people that might be held for, but for me, it works really beautifully. And that's the beauty of it. It's like finding what turns you on. Like, that's really what it comes back to. It's like, what really turns me on, you know, nourishing my body, like, because I'm holding such big space for my clients that, you know, it does take a lot of energy to do that. A lot of the time, if we're moving through a lot of heavy stuff as well. So it's super important that I am nourishing myself. And so, I can also have human earthly pleasures. So it might be, you know, taking a, I call it a spiritual bath because <laughs> I, I have my crystals and I have um, my lavender and my rosemary and I put it into the bath and I use baking soda as well. I've heard that like cleanses your aura. I don't know how true it is, but I've been doing that. Um, and it's a very intentional bath. Everything is very intentional with the pleasure. It's like, really being present with it, allowing myself to be turned on and activated by it. Um, you know, I've been sea swimming a lot as well. So I'll literally go down to the beach. It's freezing, by the way. Obviously, I live in Northern Ireland. It is freezing. I've been like five times this week. It is so pleasurable. It's It will literally like chill you to the bone, but it is honestly the most pleasurable thing in the world for me. Um, I love, honestly, anytime you'll find me out in nature. <laughs> that's where most of my pleasure resides walking in nature um even like pleasure in community and like going to events meeting like-minded people pleasure in you know cuddles with my partner or we've been really like deepening our intimacy and devotion to each other um through the bedroom and through pleasure there too and like exploring you know um outside the realm of especially you know what how women have been taught to show up in the bedroom of like oh just show up as like the good girl and and don't really ask for what you want but I've really started to claim like no this is what I want and like allowing him to claim me deeper and and give that pleasure to me and um and receive it and return it as well so um yeah it shows up in so many ways like pleasure is everywhere it's just can you allow yourself right? Because we're all so fucking worthy of pleasure. So worthy of it. We get to feel good. We get to feel turned on. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Just hearing that, I'm like, mm, yummy. <laughs> yes. And, oh, this piece about, you know, one, just what you said, like, we're all so fucking worthy of pleasure. Yes. Yes. And I just want to reiterate that for anyone who like, you're worthy of pleasure. You're worthy of pleasure. Like I want everyone to hear that over and over again. And this piece of like being intentional with it, like you can do a pleasure practice and not fully receive it. Right. You can go out and get ice cream and chow down and not really feel it like entering your body and like cooling you and like, that sweetness nourishing you in that way of like an internal hug, you know, mm. 
so true for so many acts that we take, like just that intention, that gratitude, that presence is so powerful that, like you said, grounded into the body. Yeah, into the body senses so you can actually fully experience the pleasure that's available to you. Mm. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing your magic, your wisdom and your energy. Thank you for having me. It's been so pleasurable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is there anything you would like to share? Any last tokens of wisdom or um, any updates about what's going on in your world, how people can connect with you, all the things? Yes. So... You can feel free to connect with me over on Instagram. So you can find me at Chloe underscore Saffron. And I hang out there quite a lot on stories and all the things. Um, You can head over to my podcast as well, Between the Sheets. And I'm sure we'll drop the links to each other's podcasts and all the things anyway. But um, you can connect with me there. What else? We've got the free Facebook group as well. I'll be doing a free queen energy activation uh, on the 14th of October, which I'm super excited for. Um, And then we've got Queen Rising upcoming. So that is my 13-week mastermind. And it's all about the fire, the queen energy, claiming your power, limitless abundance, all the juicy things with pleasure. So I'm super excited for that as well. Beautiful. Yeah, so be sure to link and um, be sure to hop back and forth, kind of party hop between our podcasts to check out both episodes. <laughs> Lots of really great information. And all in all, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> If you loved this episode, share it somewhere that like-minded people can find it. Our goal is to help heart-centered leaders, healers, and coaches change the world with their work. So the more ears we can get this into, the better. Feel free to like, subscribe, review. And if you want to get in touch with me and dive a little deeper, let's connect on Instagram at Caitlin Ann Marie. You can always tag me or DM me about your experience listening. And I'd love to hear from you. Talk soon.